this time on Holy Ghost Notes. Oh, man, we got to do this dumb episode. Like, I'm so done with this. I have no idea what I'm doing. Did you play drums this week? <laughs> Breaking my bones. and I wish you hadn't asked that, man. <laughs> So I was thinking that if if China ever decides to attack us, mm-hmm. you should probably be on the front lines because you have more experience destroying China's than anyone I know of. <laughs> I was not sure where you were going with this. I knew it wasn't political because we don't do politics on here, but it seemed like it was going to be political. <laughs> I'm I'm the meme guy, Tim. I send you the China memes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I thought I'd flip it for uh, for this episode. <laughs> did you come up with that, or was that somebody else? I did come up with that. That oh, was that man. was all me. That actually doesn't surprise me. It's not that yeah. funny. So it must have been you. Yeah. <laughs> just good. Nice. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, Welcome to Holy Ghost Notes. <laughs> I'm Tim, and this is Matt, <laughs> and I am Matt. AKA, I am the one that ruined the China back in 2007. <laughs> yeah. uh, many of you don't know this. Um, I, I know that because someone just messaged me again today and said, what China did you use on Sabian, my Or on <laughs> Freudian Slip. On Messengers, my friends and I have been talking about it. <clears throat> I'm just imagining a bunch of drummers getting together on a Friday night and being like, what do you think it was? You know, was it an Oriental? I don't think it was. An, it doesn't sound like an Oriental. It was not an Oriental. It was not a Zildjian. It was a Sabian 19-inch. Mm. Do you know what it was, Tim? I don't. You're nodding like you know. Okay. 19-inch AA Extreme. I bought a whole okay. lineup of brand new Sabian symbols. went in to record messages with two Madsen, and um, I, I had never even hit a 19-inch AA Extreme China before. Mm. I just went off of some recommendations from Blake from Between the Bird and Me. I don't know if that was one of his recommendations. I just bought it, and we close mic'd a lot of the symbols and there you have it so that's nice. me uh thanks for listening to the holy ghost Holy <laughs> Ghost. that's i think that's our most unique opening of all time probably yeah tim's hey, going on vacation tomorrow so he's feeling a little loose already yes yes yeah. i am yes i um yeah we we brought it down to to the final hour as we do mm-hmm. um and so it's uh well it's a little earlier for you but it's pretty late here for me um and uh yeah i'm just wrapping a bunch of things up and getting ready for uh a week in orlando florida that's awesome yeah uh, with my family so i'm happy yeah. for you i i was talking about it a little bit in pre-roll so about 15 feet from me at the end of this hallway in a hotel in minneapolis um <clears throat> i'm on tour it's a day off we've been here actually three days which is very unique for us on tour it's usually like yeah. one day off, next city. Well, we played here yesterday and had the day off here the previous day. Mm. So three days in a row. Um, the first day we got here, I did a guest episode for another drummer. And it's usually a pain in the butt to figure out a spot to record because of the noise. You need outlets. You need to be out of everyone's way. Um, there's a lot of factors. So I did all the legwork on, on Monday and I knew today would be easy. Or so I thought. So we were supposed to record this, I don't know, eight hours ago. And I was walking around to get to this spot in the hotel. I rounded the corner. There's the chair I'm supposed to be sitting on. And the chair's not there. And instead, yep. this hallway's filled with food. It's like a big lunch buffet. I'm like, well. So I pull out my phone. I'm texting you. You call me. 
and say, hey, can we do it tonight, actually? And I'm like, yes, I haven't even opened my Pelican case (laughs) or my SKB case or whatever it is um, to start setting up. So it worked out really well. But the thing I wanted to say is I'm very impressed. I was thinking about earlier. I'm impressed by your ability, Tim, to, um, in the midst of chaos, busyness, packing, working, still have a good attitude about doing something like this. I know you said it's the best part of your day, but my personality, and I need to get better at this, is I'm very task oriented. Mm-hmm. My wife and I talk about it pretty often because if I have something in mind I need to do, that need can't be demoted into I want to do it. It remains a need. And she reminds me, babe, it doesn't need to be done right now. And in my mind, being so task oriented, I can't, it's hard for me to function doing anything else regardless of how necessary it is or how fun mm-hmm. it is or whatever until this thing's done. Yeah. And it's it's something I'm not great at. And I was thinking about it earlier. You you have the ability to say, I need to do this thing and then I will finish doing the other things instead yeah. of being like, no, I, I can't do this thing until I'm done with all the things on my list. Like you still have another yeah. hour's worth of your marketing work you need to do tonight. Mm-hmm. In addition to this episode, uh, which I think obviously that's that's a strength of yours. Like that's that's a really good characteristic. And I was thinking about it as you were calling me, and you weren't all pissed off. Like, oh man, we got to do this dumb episode. <laughs> like you're like, hey, do you mind if we do this later on so I can pack? That way the kids can go down later, and I'm not waking them up, and it just works better. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's an off day for me. And there's a humongous lunch buffet set up where I need to record. <laughs> right. So it's not it going to work out, out real well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Timing uh, for me, uh, time management is a big part of my job. And I think I used to be a little bit more um, task oriented as well. Like very much like something has to be completed and I can't, I couldn't stand the idea of like it was stressful for, it still is, I, honestly, like a big part of the stress of my life is just knowing how many tasks are sitting around uncompleted that uh-huh. I'm responsible for in some way, you know? Um, that's definitely a big, um, a big stress point. But like, I've just realized sometimes you can only push things forward a, to a certain point and then you have to move on to the next thing and let that be, let that simmer, you know, right. let it do its own thing and then come back to it. And it's not, it's not easy to do, but I guess it's, you know, it's necessary. And in most cases it's, it, it helps me be more productive because mm-hmm. I'm basically, instead of, uh, I'm like almost puzzle piecing a lot of things together, um, as opposed to just lining up all the puzzle pieces and there's a bunch of space where things could technically be filled. You know what I mean? See, That's and this is exactly analogy, what but. I'm talking about. <laughs> no, it's it's actually pretty effective because if someone says, like, let's say my wife Annie says, hey, on this date at this time, we need to do this. I can't, uh, it's hard for me not to pick up my phone, go to my reminders and put it in my calendar mm-hmm. right away. And sometimes, you know, we talk about it and and I say, man, it's so hard for me not to just like immediately treat it like it's something that needs to be done because I just stack it onto my task management list. I like to have things checked off. Um, And so I I think to to your point, it's one of your your skill sets and your strengths that you're able to say, well, this is another puzzle piece and eventually it'll fit in with the rest of the puzzle pieces. But just because it's right in front of me doesn't mean it needs to get done right now. 
Like I yeah. can put it aside, I can work on this other part and then I can bring it all together. And yeah. if you're listening to this, I, you probably fit into one of these categories um, or maybe you're a blend of both. But if, if you're like me, um, then you're probably the kind of person who gets a lot of things done and you, and you do them well, like you're, you're not okay just like flying over them, but you're giving up something in the process because sometimes life just happens and you have to be able to adjust. Someone like my wife, Annie is really, really good at hearing something that happens in the moment saying, okay, I can tackle that. And not having to do the research, not having to figure out the best way to do it, not having to figure out the different options and alternatives, right? That's what I do. I'm I'm like, well, okay. And I need to sit down. (laughs) I need to figure out what's the best approach to do that. She's like, no, this is a problem and here's a solution. It doesn't matter if yeah. it's the best solution. It's it's going to work and it needs to be done now. Yeah. Very interesting. I, I never really realized that, that about myself until I got married and we started working together. I started volunteering for her at church. She's a, uh, she's a kids ministry director. So there's things happening quickly all of the time. Mm-hmm. And I started to get somewhat overwhelmed by like, well, this thing didn't get figured out. She's like, that's okay. We'll come back to it. I'm like, well, but it needs to, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like breaking. It's like yeah. breaking my bones. Does and not she's compute. like, Matt, come on, come on. You, you got to keep moving. You got to keep, you're falling behind. You're one of the yep. children right now. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Zildjian 14 inch A custom master sounds. Uh, close. Uh, custom dark K, but you were on the 14 inch. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thank you, Tim. <laughs> 95% of hi-hats. <laughs> you yeah. did good, drummer. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you could have guessed 13, 15, yeah. 16. Yeah. <laughs> you get into some of that killer's, you know, the killer's hi-hats. They're pretty much crashes. Yeah, the 16 inch, yeah, 17 inch, whatever they are. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. It's one thing I think I can learn, or maybe we can both learn, is uh, spontaneity. Mm-hmm. Something I've always been told, like, be a little bit more spontaneous. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Um, and I'm still learning that. It's very, that's, it's difficult for me. You know, when it yeah. comes to, like, hanging out with friends, sure. Like, hey, I wonder what they're doing today. Let's, let's just, you know, give them a call, see if they can come over for dinners, or let's go out. You know, that's easy for me, but, like, yeah. actually... Like, I don't know, like, like being spontaneous when it's uncomfortable, you know, Mm -hmm. like I can't, if I have time, like it's a Saturday and there's nothing going on. Sure. Let's call our friends up and see what they're doing. That's easy. Yeah. But that's Mm -hmm. not being spontaneous. You know, I've, I struggle with actually being spontaneous, you know, when it comes to it's like, it's the same thing kind of breaks me a little bit. I I can do that if it's farming because sometimes you just, Hey, the sun's shining, go make hay. Like, mm. you got to go, 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 go. No yep. problem. But if I'm doing something, especially at home, and someone says, um, hey, let's go out and do this, and it's a fun thing, that is very hard for me to do. <laughs> yeah. If it's work-related and it's something that someone needs for me or, or uh, something that needs to happen, I'm like, oh, absolutely, no problem at all. I can yeah. roll with the punches. But if it's, like, for me and it's, and it's fun and there's no value in it beyond just being fun, very, yeah. very difficult to like break my stride with that if yeah. I'm doing something. I like I was thinking about it the other day. Like I don't think I've ever taken like since I've had a career at least. I don't think I've ever taken a day off just spontaneously like the week before like just called off or the, or the day of called out and said like 
we're gonna go to Six Flags today and ride yeah. a bunch of rides. Like I've n- I've never done that uh-huh. because it's like so uncomfortable. Even just thinking about it, even saying it out loud, makes me right. feel a little uncomfortable because it's like I can't I will I, I can't do that. Right. Like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, but it's probably it probably would be healthy. It'd probably be a great time. There'd probably be a lot of thrill to it. Absolutely. You know? Afterwards, you're like that was totally worth it. Yeah. Yeah. And that that's so we were talking in pre-roll. Um, we've been doing this podcast for over three years now. Yeah. And we've mm-hmm. never missed our two episodes per month. Right. And I, the longer we go, the easier it'll be to maintain that because you're so committed to this thing. It would be it would be devastating to me to break that stride. You know? Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm on tour. I've been on tour for over a month. Um, we got a mobile set up. I set up every other week and we record. It's really not that difficult. And, um, but the more difficult thing is if I'm home and there's a lot going on, like in your case, yeah. that's when I'm impressed by it. And I, and I am, so I'm glad we can do this yeah. and I hope you have a really good vacation. And, um, in the meantime, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Okay. We've got some good ones today. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I won't divulge the faith topic yet, but I'm very interested to, to hear what you have in mind on the yeah. drum topic, which is uh, balance on the kit. So I'm going to let uh-huh. you kick that one off, and then um, I'll chime in. Okay, very good. So uh, I flew my wife Annie out on um, the 7th of August, and um, I flew her into Portland, Oregon, so we had just played there. Nice. We had the day off in Vancouver, Washington, which is right across the river, state border. We played Seattle. We played Spokane, um, two cities she's never been to. She's never been in Washington State. Then we went to Boise. She's never been there or in Idaho State. Um, And then we went to Montana. We had a day off in Butte. The reason we had a day off in Butte is because Jake's friend, Micah, runs this organization called Heroes and Horses. What Heroes and Horses does is um, Micah acquires horses that aren't tame to say the least they're wild horses and he has the ability and the skill set to break them teach them train them and make them horses that you can you can live with you can live beside you can ride Mm -hmm. uh makes them working horses and um and then what he does is he he brings in so he's actually a veteran um, he's done many different deployments and um, <clears throat> done a lot of service for our country. Uh, really r- amazing person, full of knowledge. I learned so much over the course of this day. Oh. Wow. Um, he, he realizes and really understands the complexities of being a veteran, um, being someone who served our country and all of the different challenges and, and things that you're exposed to and then returning to civilian life. And... Um, has a different approach on how to cater to their needs and help them move on and acclimate to regular quote unquote everyday normal civilian life. Yeah. So what he does is wow. he accepts, um, I believe it's eight vets at a time to come to this ranch, um, which is in Montana. I think it's Southern Montana. Um, and, for 41 days, they do this program. It's a 41-day program. And they live in tents, sleep in tents, um, do a lot of hiking. They walk about a mile just to get to base camp where they eat. 
wow. and train and they learn how to ride horses. They learn how to ride these horses. Um, and they get cleaned up. They, they get cleaned up. Um, there's guys that come in there and they're all sorts of broken. You know, they're on a bunch of pills. They're, they're, um, just really hurt, broken, and he helps them figure out who they are again. Wow. So Jake, through heart support, met this guy, Micah, a little while ago, I think. And they had been in touch, and Micah invited us. He invited Jake out to the ranch since we had a day off. So that's yeah. why we stayed in Butte. It's about an hour and a half away from where this ranch is. And um, so I had said, hey, you know, Jake, I'm bringing Annie out. She's going to be here over the course of that time. Are we staying in Boise? Are we staying elsewhere? He said, well, no, I'd actually like to go to Butte. Oh, why is that? Well, there's this ranch. So he actually asked Micah if he could come pick the three of us up instead of just Jake, and he said, sure. So this guy drove an hour and a half, picked us up, drove us back. And anyway, I haven't ridden a horse in like 20 years. I have no idea what I'm doing. And I'm kind of nervous. I I got sweaty palms. Meanwhile, Jake has a horse um, that he doesn't have a whole lot of experience with, but he has some experience. Yeah, he adopted a horse. That's Uh amazing. And That's Annie's cool. ridden a horse as recently as like last year. So okay. anyway, we're with these professional cowboys. Yeah. Um, and we're riding around this arena and I look down and I realize that my saddle is going um, right. And I'm like, <laughs> That's weird. Like slipping. <laughs> yeah, it seems like my saddle needs to be tighter. It's like, nope. It's the saddle's the way it should be. Just correct it by standing up putting more weight on your left and just kind of center it again. Okay, that's what yeah. I'll do. So I did that. Then we went out. We left the arena, went out on the trail, and I kept finding this, this saddle to be sliding right. Weird. So I just kept correcting it probably four or five times over the course of two hours. Wow. And I wasn't noticing really anybody else having this issue. Okay, so the day ends. It was such a great day. Um, got to meet a bunch of amazing people. He took us back. Next day we played in Great Falls, Montana. And Micah came out. Well, I'm in the middle of playing the show, and I've been kind of dealing with balance issues internally. I don't want to talk about it with anybody because I'm trying to figure out what's wrong, and I don't really know how to articulate the issue, but I just don't feel totally comfortable. So I'm, like, mm. moving my throne back. I'm moving my throne front. I'm moving to the – I'm moving, like, not the seat height necessarily, but I'm, like, sitting further up on the throne. I'm sitting back over the center. And um, I'm finding, like, little things might be helping a little bit, but nothing conclusively. During the show in Great Falls, I was in the middle of one of the earlier songs, maybe three or four songs. No, it was probably later. Five or six songs in, we'll say. And I thought in my head, Matt, your saddle kept pushing right. I'm playing double bass. I'm thinking about this, right? Yeah. I would have never thought about putting more weight on one side or the other except for the fact that there was proof that that's what was happening yeah so I thought okay I'm gonna lean left I'm gonna like physically lean left and put more weight on my left foot versus my right yeah never thought about it before well there's a couple parts that I can't nail or I was having trouble nailing or it was just taking a lot of work to get there played them wow I'm like, wait a second. I've been putting all this weight on my right foot. Like right now as you're listening to this, if you're sitting down, put put weight on your right foot, okay? You kind of feel it in your 
your hamstrings, maybe in your hip flexor. And what you feel is if you're putting the weight on your right foot is that your left foot is light. Okay. Mm. Now put weight on your left foot and your right foot's light. But either way, you're kind of pushing on your hip flexor on either side. Yeah. Now just kind of sit evenly balanced, not more weight on one or the other. I think what was happening, Tim, was that I was putting weight on my right foot without even thinking about it. And yeah. it was kind of throwing me off my balance. Yeah. Well, after the show, I saw Micah. We invited him on the bus. We were talking. I said, Micah, you're never going to believe this. You help vets out. I can only imagine what kind of help you are to them. I can't really... I can empathize with it, with them, but I can't really understand it. But but you got to hear this. You actually helped me out, like as a drummer. And the only way I think I would have figured this out is if I was on a saddle at your ranch riding one of your horses, and I kept going right, and I thought about it tonight, and it actually really fixed me. Hmm. I think it really fixed me. And I never would have known unless maybe someone had sat behind me and physically seen me pushing right, like more yeah. than left. So this has been on my mind, and um, the last couple of days, the last couple of shows since, I haven't, I haven't seen as much contrast as far as like, wow, it's been really easy. Like I've I've thought about pushing left, and it's been helpful, but I I can't say with one hundred percent certainty that like that made all the difference in the world. And be honest in yeah. saying that, like I'm not I'm not I'm not going to use hyperbole here, but but I will say that. Um, thinking about it, being aware of how much weight I'm putting on either foot made a big difference. Yeah. Uh, at least in that one show and certainly in different parts throughout the last, I think we played like three shows since then. Mm -hmm. So it's probably, if you're anything like me, nothing you've ever thought about. How much weight are you putting on either side if you're putting any weight at all? And I yeah. would say, think of it like sitting on a horse and your feet are in the saddle. Your feet are in the, um, um, <laughs> I don't know horse terms, saddle terms, but uh, your feet are your feet are in the straps, we'll say, and mm -hmm. the and the saddle's going one way or the other. Think about just yeah. trying to stay balanced and centered. Yeah, that's cool. It's very uh, Dave Elitch of you. Very yeah. Dave Elitch topic. Um, Agreed. I love that. <clears throat> I'm not sure if I have a ton to add to that <clears throat> because, um, well, a I'm not really an expert in these types of drumming conversations in fact i'm i've been learning a lot about uh -huh. this stuff thanks to like spencer and yeah. dave elich and guys like that um yeah but i can say um i think i probably like now that you're saying it it's like dawning on me some of the issues that i've had because i you know i, I go to the chiropractor a lot um and that's not all because of drumming but um he does ask me he's like so you play drums this week <laughs> is know? that right uh, yeah i mean because he knows i'm a drummer and and um i guess that's a common thing you have you know back issues depending on how i mean you have great posture so you're probably not having too hard of a time but i i noticed myself like for the for the type of music i play you know i i am often putting most of my weight actually on my left side hmm. because i'm trying to keep my hi-hat closed your hi-hat closed yeah and I'm trying not to put too much weight on my right because I'm I'm usually doing some kind of you know kick pattern and and it's you know aggressive enough where I need to make sure I can lift my leg up right <laughs> you know right and not be falling falling over when I do that um, so I can see 
where balance is really would really be beneficial and and even for some songs that I've struggled playing um, it's kind of dawning on me now that it's probably hard because the balance isn't necessarily like I should be almost like the posture should almost hold me up on the seat even with my mm-hmm. legs up mm-hmm. like I should be able to lift both legs and I'm doing it now and it's That's there's exactly no problem right. at all and this would be easy because then I'm not but normally I'm actually I am actually reliant on uh-huh. my hi-hat stand to kind of keep me to guide your balance exactly on the kit that's so, exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And I wish I could take this to the kit right now to actually experiment. But um, but now with this in mind, I'm actually going to try it out. Yeah. That makes a lot of but sense. But what you just said is true. Like if you're sitting there and the... So I always say it this way. Um, keep the weight on your seat, not on your feet. Yeah. Right? Because if the weight's on your feet, then it, you're not going to have the range of motion to be able to play and this is so hard it's it's very easy to talk about it's actually not that hard to practice this way but for me it's difficult on tour especially a month in to actually do yeah. this because you've built up these habits and the adrenaline kicks in mm-hmm. right you go right and back you to think what's you need to make sound and you resort exactly to what's familiar because it, it has to work like this is the yeah. real world application but you gotta yeah. but you gotta practice it this way um so weigh it on your seat not on your feet and and Think about where you're you're getting your balance from. I think I was getting a lot of my balance from my right side, and therefore when I would play like some single stuff, and he, like even last night I was kind of dealing with some of it too, which is weird. Like, you know what to do, and yet you're still still doing the other thing. Um, yeah, but it was just an interesting observation that I I made, and I, I told Mike I never, I don't think I ever would have realized that I my body has a tendency to go right unless I was riding a horse. We learn so much from things that seem like they have no correlation to something else. Like, who would have ever thought that that riding a horse and sitting on that saddle for two hours would have played into how I think about drumming? Yeah, right. But, but um, like my student said the other day, this is a game of inches. Like, this mm. is uh, every little thing matters when you're playing at a at a level where speed is a factor and control is a factor. And right. So that's true. Yeah, balance. Uh, if you're looking for more top or for more content on this topic, uh, check out Dave Elitch. Like Tim said, E L I T C H. He's he's a pro on this, in my opinion, and has a lot to say about your physiology. Or our drum tech um, Spencer Spencer R You can find him on Instagram A R N O T T. You can check out his um, episode too, where he kind of goes into some of this physiological phys- physiological you know ideas. Uh huh. Cool. Yeah, it is cool. So um, that's pretty much it, and I think it's a good segue into our spiritual topic. Um, yeah, going from balance into what you want to talk about. Yeah, well, actually, before before we transition, um, mm-hmm. because I'm all about practical application here. Um, mm-hmm. What like for someone listening who might not be able to pinpoint something like I was just able to where I know for a fact that I put weight on my left side because I'm holding my hi-hat down and I rely on that. For someone who might not be able to pinpoint something on the kit that they're doing, what are some indications, and I know you're not necessarily an expert in this either, but what do you think would be some indications? Like you mentioned you felt like a little off balance, like just a little strange. Um, That Mm -hmm. for me would be like a indicating factor that maybe something's a little off with your balance. Yeah. Um, what are some things that people might recognize while they're listening to this um, that we might not have mentioned? 
Oh, uh, one obvious indicator is if your beater is, if one of your beaters is making contact with the head when you're at a resting position and the other is mm-hmm. not, then you're compressing that pedal and you're causing the beater to, to hit the head. Yeah. Um, another, another factor is like if, if you don't, if you feel Good like one. when you go from single pedal into double pedal, if you feel like it's not smooth, like, and I think this is the case for a lot of drummers. Like, how do I go from that's that's hard to do. And if you're having trouble, like you feel like your body's shifting when you do that, you're probably not completely balanced. Mm-hmm. So you want your weight on your seat, not on your feet, which means picture um, someone that you like, not your enemy, but someone that you like and don't want to hurt, having their hand under your your foot and your foot is on the pedal and you don't want to crush their, you know, their fingers. Think about it that way. Like you don't want a lot of weight there. You don't want to hurt them. Um, Your pedal actually doesn't need a lot of weight to be pushed down. If you actually, if you actually do this, uh, so next time you're at your kit, just take your pinky and push down on your pedal. You can actually push your beater into your kick head. Like it doesn't take a whole lot of force. Mentally you think it does, but it really doesn't. Um, So, there's a term called end gaining where you actually throw your body at something that really doesn't need that much force, but you're doing it because mentally you think you need to. Mm-hmm. Uh, all these things are, are factors in balance. And um, for me, just sitting down, it felt like I was fighting my kit more than I wasn't. If you feel like you're fighting your kit and you're not just playing it, then balance might be an issue. Probably is. And posture. Posture has never really been a huge issue for me. Um, I have decent posture, but I still put too much weight on my feet. So yeah. they're they're two they're related to each other, but just because you're good at one doesn't mean you're good at the other, which I didn't know until I took a lesson with Dave. Yeah. That's cool. That's good stuff, man. Yeah, so um yeah, <laughs> I think kind of how we rounded it out prior like if you if you want to really deep dive some of this definitely check out Dave Elich uh, or Spencer mm-hmm. um, but um, hopefully some of what we said here was was helpful for you and and um, maybe if you've been struggling with a part um, instead of trying to overanalyze how well you've practiced it or <laughs> you know uh, even like we've talked about looking uh, like watching yourself play in a mirror because that's mm-hmm. sometimes a great way to you know correct things that you're seeing that you're doing wrong in form um you might not be able to identify balance that way necessarily and so this might be you know something that might help um yeah it might and and there's also um i guess something to say about this too is i i I do this professionally right so i i play every day (laughs) excuse me and like we talked about this is a game of inches for me yeah it's not that way for everybody so it might come across as sort of neurotic that we're even talking about something as fine-tuned as this. But um, I think it's important to talk about because, like you said, chiropractic work, um, the way your body responds to your kit, like all this can be pretty hard on your body. And if you want to be yeah. playing drums for the rest of your life, you need to be, um, <clears throat> you need to be aware of your posture, right? Yeah. You need to be aware of how you're using your hip flexors and how much weight you're putting on either side. And it's just more fun. But I'm thinking about it a lot more than the average person who's listening to this probably because I'm, I'm playing every day for 72 minutes. Right. At a fast speed and under a microscope. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so it's actually important for me to kind of do the opposite sometimes and zoom out and be like, have fun. Don't think too much yeah. about this. Right. And I have yeah. to remind myself of that a lot. So if you're too much like me already and you're critical of every little thing, your tendency is going to be to not have fun doing this because you're just analyzing yeah. everything. And if you think back to when you started playing drums, you just sat down and played. Like you didn't, you were trying to figure out how to play the drum beat. You weren't thinking about how you're sitting. Yeah. So it's important for myself to remember that. Like just sit and play. Just sit and yeah. play. Right. And then, mm-hmm. okay, that's a bad habit. Okay, you need to work on that. But more importantly than anything, you gotta, you, you, you've got to enjoy it. Like, I smile almost the whole way through my shows right now because it's just it's fun. Like, it's, it's great. Just, yeah. It's hard work and it's challenging, but it's, it's fun. And if you're, not, if you're not enjoying it, you're going to play worse for sure. Mm-hmm. And as a performer, that comes through, I think, more than anything else, you know? Right. When it's More loud couple. and you recognize the song, sometimes it's hard to actually hear those mistakes. But what right. you do see is someone having a, a, a rough time up there. Yes. <laughs> but if the person's yes. up there having fun, uh, that's usually contagious and usually makes yeah. for a much better experience overall. Right. You, like you hear some missed kick hits or yeah. some off parts and it's like, well, they're having fun. Like they're laughing it off. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's, yeah. that's great. Comes across and way better. It does. It does. And that's, as a performer, that's something you need to remind yourself of. When I hop down in the barricade after the shows, um, all, like all of security, you know, guards say to me, like, that's, that's really nice of you to do that. Like a small percentage of performers actually do that. Mm. Uh, the one security guy at the zoo Montana told me that in Billings the other night. And I was thinking about it. It's like, okay, well, I actually told him this. I said, the hardest part of the show is playing drums. The easiest part of the show is talking to fans. Like that's yeah, that's so easy. Uh, but actually, part of it is selfish, I guess, in a way, in that it helps me remember, helps me remember what this is all about. Yeah. And what I might be thinking in my head as I'm playing is is usually not what people are thinking in the crowd, which I then get to mm-hmm. hear. So I might be thinking, "Crap, we suck. People aren't into this. I'm screwing this and this and this up." And Everybody knows it. And I hop down, right, in the barricade, and I start talking to people. Oh, my gosh, this is, it's so cool to meet you. Can I get your picture? I've been listening to Holy Ghost. I've been listening to your band for this song. I love this song. Yeah. I was at this place, and this happened. Like, and you're just like, oh, my gosh, this is incredible. Yeah. You know, and so then you'll cool. hear, like, someone be like, I've looked up to you for so long. I started playing drums because of you. Uh, the first video I saw was this, and I just, like, you're, like, the best drummer in the world. And I'm thinking, dude, did you just hear that? But I just played up there and screwed up. You know what I mean? So for me, that's actually a really important thing to do because it re-centers me back to balance about like what's actually happening out front. Like the people that are hearing us and what's going on mentally out there. And, uh, And if you don't get that, like there were shows in the past where I'd just go straight to the bus or straight to the van and sit there and sulk. Yeah. Never knowing that the fans out there, our, our fans are thinking, oh my gosh, I wish I could have met him, or I wish I could have yeah. met the band, or I wish I could have said this, taken a picture. It's like, that's wild to me. It's, it's like still shocking to me that that, you know, happens every night. Yeah. Yeah. We got a vacuum in the yeah, uh, far say, corner like here. <laughs> <laughs> it's, actually, it's actually not the guy. It's uh, 
the woman down there, she's got one of those super high powered, super high powered vacuums. So <laughs> I am in a go. hotel. Uh, <laughs> I'm in a hotel, and come what may. Yep, that's right. <laughs> We're gonna have fun regardless. That's right. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Well, that was a great. Uh, that was a great topic. I actually, when you sent me the the text balance on the kit. I did not think you were referring to literal balance. I figured that's what you I, would say. <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about, like, how often should you work your hi-hat in or your your low tom in or, like, uh-huh. how, you know, how do you achieve balance around your right your kit, your uh-huh. the pieces of your kit. But uh, this was great. I loved this. Yeah, I, I knew that when I sent it to you. I'm like, he's going to think <laughs> of the most um, popular definition of the word balance yeah and i, th- yeah. I think that's why that's i said I like like balance on the drums like i not just like balance because then i thought maybe well, he's probably gonna think like how do you balance life and practice which yeah. we've talked about like yeah you, know, you gotta balance out your priorities yeah this was this was good this this turned out way better than um than what i had prepped for <laughs> the balance <laughs> topic because uh, ultimately it's, with to that, it's like it depends on the style you're, you're playing so that's right <laughs> it's not really a topic <laughs> um <laughs> so this was good man thank you yeah 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 of course and you know what <laughs> i if you're listening to this and you and you come out to a show uh thank you so much for for coming out and supporting us and being a part of the tour it makes me very happy to know i'm going home um in 10 days we have eight shows left but it really is the best job in the world and i i come i come down front and i i talk to some of you who stick around and it's it really is like it's the best part of my day um and i get to ask you what you do for work you know at the meet and greets and at the barricade i love that i love hearing from you because on tour my personality is my tendency is to get in my own head and think certain things and think that everybody's thinking those things and like i just talked about a couple minutes ago it's it's really helpful and healthy to talk to people i mean relationships are so important yeah um and the and the other thing i want to end the drum talk with just because it's more related to music so furnace festival have you heard of that fest yeah yeah okay so they're bringing back all these bands from 20 years ago it's amazing yeah there's a band called Maylene and the Sons of Disaster yes know them very okay. well okay so I want if you're listening to this I want you to go to their vocalist Instagram um is his name Dallas yeah if it's the same singer he was the original Under Oath singer I think right? yes I think I think so yeah well he was in a if that's his name the, the current vocalist of Maylene um was in a horrible ATV accident Oh boy! Did have have you heard about this? No. Okay, I believe it was a couple of years ago. Well, I saw he was wearing an eye patch in the promo for Furnace Fest. I'm like, what in the world? Huh. So I went back and I looked at his Instagram post, traced it back a couple of years. You need to go read this, what he's saying and what 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 went wrong, um, what happened to him and his his reaction to it and his mentality. It's unbelievable how wow. this guy sees the world after experiencing such trauma and loss. I mean, his attitude is exceptional. Basically, hmm. I, I shouldn't be alive right now, but I'm so glad I am. Hmm. 
And I'm so glad I'm here. I'm so glad I get to be here. And relationships are everything. And I appreciate all of you so much. And just like finding the silver lining, he, his one eye is not, it doesn't work. He broke, from what, I, from what I remember, he broke almost every bone in his head. Um, it, it's un, unbelievable that he, he's alive. And I read through some of what he said. There's like a three-part video clip that he posted, and I think I commented on one of them. And um, commented on something. I just said, this is, like, you've really inspired me to think about life in a new way knowing what you've been through and what your reaction is and your approach to every day just really yeah. puts things in perspective. Man, man. So do, yeah. so yeah, if you listen to this, do yourself a favor, look up his Instagram. Maybe we can put it in the comments um, of this episode so people know yeah. it can find him. That's awesome. And maybe we can have yeah, him on I'll here at some point. Yeah, it's a good idea. Um, that'd be fun. Yeah. I've never met him, um, but I've heard a lot of good things. Yes. Yep. So, yeah. Cool, man. Okay. Well, let's get into our faith topic. So uh-huh. our faith topic today is uh, feeling, well, how did I put it? Because I put it very specifically. Um, feeling defeated. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said this for, for, an instant, for, for a reason, because it's not just, it's not feeling depressed it's not feeling sad, not feeling down. It's feeling defeated specifically. And that's what I want to talk about today. So um, I, most of my life, I can, I can name just instances throughout my entire life where I've felt defeated. I'm sure mo- many of you can. Mm-hmm. Um, especially like recently, um, and recently being like the last, you know, 10 years or whatever, <laughs> being, being an adult, basically coming to grips with, with reality. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> I, it, there's, there's often those times where you're just, you know, something goes wrong and it's okay. You get past it and something else goes wrong and it's okay. You get through it, but then something else goes wrong and it's like, come on now, like mm. the cherry on top kind of like syndrome is what I'm talking about. And it's really easy to get to a place where you just feel defeated. You feel like you're crumbling. You feel like mm-hmm. um, it would be easier just to give up, you know, just just stop because, like, I already lost, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I lost the battle. Like, how can I possibly get through this? Um, today is actually a really good example of this. It was not intentional we came up with these topics prior to today, mm-hmm. but today was a great instance of me feeling like I had just way more than I can handle this week in general. So my, my son just started football. Wow. And, um, there's practices four nights a week, hmm. which, um, I frankly don't have time for, <laughs> but mm-hmm. we're making time and it's exciting <laughs> and I'm really excited for him. Um, yeah. but he doesn't want to be there. Um, he's starting to get more excited about football, but, um, the, the first, the first couple nights were, were pretty rough. Lots of tears, lots Aww. of running off the field back to me, uh, saying so that he wanted he to go home. he doesn't want to be there? He doesn't want to be there. He Aww. said he wanted to play football. He loves watching football. He likes throwing the football around. Um, he wanted to play football, but as soon as there's tons of people and the coaches are yelling, 
you know, like football coaches, you know, they, they get in your face and they, you know, that that's, that's the idea. You know, they're, they're teaching you how to play, um, football. And so he, he didn't, he doesn't really want to be there. So it's really hard for me to convince my, my kid to, to go to football practice because I don't have time to take him to, fo- to football practice <laughs> and he doesn't want to be there <laughs> um, and, and, and do this with everything else going on. Um, it's been a rough week. I've had a, uh, basically had a five day work week crammed into three days because I'm leaving for vacation tomorrow. Um, and I knew it was going to be the week from, from hell right off the bat, you know, pulled which, a lot which of late days nighters. of the week does, um, does he have football? Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So wow. we're, we're missing tomorrow because we're uh, we're we're um, we're leaving for you know for vacation. So he'll miss tomorrow's practice. But um, yeah, so it's it's a lot. Um, it's not always going to be four four nights a week. It's like just the start of the season. So they're doing a lot of like the like like um, the the training. Basic. This is like training season more or less. Okay. Um, so it's pretty intensive. Um, so at some point it'll switch back to like one or two nights a week practice and then a game on Sunday or something like that, um, which isn't, isn't too bad. It's manageable. So, um, so that has been exhausting on, on Monday I had, um, I had a really busy day at work and on top of that, I was running a low grade fever mm. <laughs> all day. Oh um, gosh. and I had to bring my son to practice that night. Um, didn't have a What choice. time does practice start? Six. And end. Six to eight, roughly. Wow, it's a big chunk. Um, yeah, yeah. So and, Plus and just the getting drive dinner. Time. Um, the drive is 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 not bad. It's like you know five ten minutes, um, and it's not too bad. So it really like in in retrospect, any one of these things wouldn't be too bad. Like low grade fever. All right, I'm not knocked out. I'm not. Right. I don't have to lay down. I'm right. not like taken out. I can still work. I can still get stuff done. Um, but uh, but on top of that too, my my wife just started like a new nutrition plan. So mm-hmm. we're like cooking every meal mm-hmm. <laughs> or meal prepping. Uh, so there's just a lot of stuff going on all at mm-hmm. once. We're also trying to get ready for this vacation. Um, I finished packing today. I started and finished packing today. Right. Um, That's the way to do it though. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Yeah. I've been doing so much laundry, like getting everything like ready. Um, just, just like, there was just this endless list of things to do. <laughs> and it's very easy when you have the, the, these daunting tasks in front of you. Plus you're not feeling well. And there's all these other things like your son complaining that he doesn't want to go to the, to the football practice that you honestly don't really want to take him to, <laughs> but you still have to. One, like after, after a certain point, things start to build up. And you just start to feel like there's no light at the end of the tunnel. Like there's no way out. It's just like, yeah, like just give up now. Like I've already lost this battle. (laughs) I'm so tired and I'm so, you know, I'm so done with this. And I just wanted to, because I know this is something that we all experience. I'm not coming at this like it's something unique to me. This is something that everyone goes through in their own way. They might not be complaining like I am about taking their kid to football practice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it sounds stupid. Um, but for whatever reason, it was one of the things for me that um, was on that long list of things that just got me to the point where I feel like I can't do it. I, mm-hmm. you know, I lost. Mm-hmm. I'm done. Um, and I guess at the end of the story, I got through it. <laughs> I'm, was I've there a, a point that you like... Work. You like broke, like what was the, 
if I were fly on the wall this week, and yeah. there's one thing you you really didn't want me to see. Mm. I wish you hadn't asked. Did you? That, man. <laughs> did you? You don't have to answer it. At least not honestly. I'll, I'll answer it. But did yeah. you blow up on somebody or lose oh, yes. it in the car by yourself or? Uh, just... Yeah, I I did. I there was there was some yelling. Um, I was so I was definitely a little um, little short with my wife mm-hmm. at times. Nothing like nothing crazy, but I was you know. I, I definitely like rubbed her the wrong way and mm-hmm. didn't care enough to like smooth it over. Um, I definitely blew up on my son. Like so, my my son has also been very tired, for good reason because he's been at f- football practice every night, going to bed late, um, and then you know waking up and doing the whole day and then going to football practice. He's not used to that, um, so he's been in ex- an extra mood. Um, and so he like, huh. I think what I can't remember if he was, is he in honestly, school the, right the now. Days, uh, he's uh, starting kindergarten in September. He was in okay. preschool prior to that, but he's, wow, uh, he's summer. It's summer break so right now. Young. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, it's actually is he five? it's really cute. He's five. Yeah, flag he's football. Five, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's actually really cute and fun. Fun. I have so many videos already, and it's like just they're literally just learning. But, um, so, so he's been in a mood, I think, uh, I forget if it was today or yesterday, like all the days blend together at this point, but he was in a real, real bad mood. Um, and when he's in a bad mood, he, he like whines, um, when he's talking and then he gets mad when you don't understand him Mm. and you can't Mm -hmm. understand the whining. Um, Mm -hmm. so he got so mad at me because I couldn't understand something he was saying and he like just went out, like screamed at me like he never has before. And I, like right before this, I was like literally talking to my wife, and we we're like, we just gotta be patient with him. He's tired, like, you know, the whole the, the normal thing. Like, just keep that in mind. Like, give him a sec. Um, but <laughs> I was just like, at the end of my wit, he screams <laughs> at me like he never has before, and I like just screamed right back at him, and <laughs> told him like, you do not talk to me that way. Right. Um, <laughs> you let him have um, it. Yeah. All all that to say, you know, I felt terrible afterwards and uh apologize but <laughs> either way um yeah that that was probably the breaking point um i just still had a full day of of stuff to do after that um that experience but uh but i'm almost i'm almost through it <laughs> i'm leaving yeah. for a vacation uh it's never been needed more than it than it has than it is now um but uh i'm excited to to take a break and you know, stop feeling so burnt out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, we all get there, you know, being, feeling defeated. It's part of life. It's going to happen. And if it doesn't, um, like you, you kind of got to wonder, like, are you doing hard things in life mm-hmm. or are Absolutely. you challenging yourself in any way? Um, cause for me, I only get this way when I am challenged by life, by things, mm-hmm. um, Sometimes it's my own fault. Sometimes I'm taking on too much, saying yes to too many things. Sometimes it's just life. It's just responsibilities that add up, and you just have to do it, you know? Hmm. Um, but regardless, we all get there, um, and in the moment, it's, it's very hard to handle. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a devastating feeling um, when you feel like you've lost the battle, hmm. um, especially when it's you know, just a number of things that are all important to you that mm-hmm. are just boiling over. 
So, so how do we face this? Um, what I'd like to do is, is I guess, have a discussion about how we can counteract that feeling of, of feeling defeated. And then I'd also like, um, so I want to address the people who are listening who are Christians, Bible believers, as well as the people who aren't. Um, but at some point, I'd actually like to just read a bunch of verses about victory in the Bible. Mm-hmm. That's where I'd like to kind of end off. But first, I'd like to have a discussion. So mm-hmm. with all of that being said, let me hand it over to you, Matt. What are your thoughts? You don't necessarily have to say the answers. Just <laughs> yeah. what are you thinking? What's on your mind based on what I said? Well, the first thing that comes to mind as I think about what you're saying, <clears throat> um, your reaction to something is going to be a reflection of what you expect out of life. Mm-hmm. So if I expect life to be pretty easy and I'm living in the real world for just a second, I'm going to realize that that's not true. For the most part, life is challenging for everybody. It doesn't play favorites. Death, sickness, and disease is a part of life. And as we've talked about on this podcast before, and I'll reiterate, there's a certain sect of Christianity that teaches you that um, if you are a Christian and pray the right way and tithe and do the right things, then life really won't, all, won't be all that hard or challenging for you, like as if you're able to avoid um, challenges and setbacks. And um, I don't subscribe to that because I don't think it's biblical at all uh, based on what we see. For example, you look at Jesus and even someone like Jesus, who is God, um, wept yeah and 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 um was in such agony in the garden of gethsemane knowing what he was about to go through right i mean the the feeling it's a feeling we can't even imagine right yeah. can you imagine knowing the future mm. just, like just to begin with just you know what's going to happen the next month it would be horrifying yeah and yet, um, his future was to die a death that he didn't deserve. Painful. Oh my gosh. And embarrassing and painful. And, and the worst kind of loss, losing his relationship with his father, losing a connection that all of us will never lose um, unless it's of our own will, which is the connection to God. He will never... Right cut us off uh it is it is our our will and our desire um that makes that decision so um i just think about something that tim keller used to say which is that pain and suffering is a reality and actually christianity um gives you a solution to christianity uh Christianity gives you a solution to pain and suffering that you you really can't get anywhere else, which is that it gives meaning to it. Mm-hmm. And once you subscribe to that, if you're able to get to that point, then you not only expect pain and suffering, setbacks, feeling defeated, <laughs> feeling like you can't handle the weight of everything, you, you expect it, but you also see meaning in it. 
And at that point, for me, that changes the game. Because yeah. if there's value in something I'm going through, okay, this sucks. I wish I wasn't going through this. I wish I had less on my plate. I wish that all of these things weren't happening at once. I wish I had more free time. I wish I had my way. I wish I had... You could just go on and on and on. But you don't. And actually, if you had your way, there wouldn't be as much meaning in your mm-hmm. life. For me, that, that says everything. It's like, oh, I actually want more of the difficulty and more of the challenges because... I believe that it it's the hammering process. It actually gives us more than it takes. Mm. Right? Like, yeah. Tim, you are more of a man today because of your week than if you had an easy, smooth, peaceful week. For sure. That's right. You yeah. have less sleep, but you have more <laughs> of what, what really matters. <laughs> I'm less functioning, but uh, more of a <laughs> You have more, more of a coffee man. in your system, maybe. Yeah. Less sleep, more coffee, and certainly you're more of a man. But I, but I, I mean that, and I believe that because I went through, um, I've been through some challenging things in my life, and as painful as they were, it made me more into the kind of man I, I know God designed me to be. Mm. Yep. And I, I know that I wouldn't be where I am, like I wouldn't be the kind of husband I am, and I wouldn't be the kind of friend that I am if I hadn't gone through the things I did. Mm-hmm. The like the really challenging things, the easy things, oftentimes like when I look back at them, it's like okay, what did getting nominated for a Grammy do? Well, it, it makes me feel great. It's, it's awesome, awesome accolades. So stoked that that happened. But did it make me a better person? I it doesn't have the same potential to make you mm. a better person, a greater person, more of who God intended you to be, as something that's really devastating does. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I believe that that comes back to the idea of like our dependence on God is greater when yeah. we are going through something that we just cannot handle. Mm-hmm. And whenever we do go through something that is amazing and great, it's our tendency to sort of take it on and say, wow, look at me, puff your chest out, pick your chin up and like, check me out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's true. In some cases, those, those, Accolades can actually make you uh, a, a worse person <laughs> mm-hmm. if you let it. Absolutely. Yeah. So. If you're going through a tough time right now and you're listening to this podcast, I've talked to some of you on this tour. Um, I would, I would, I would say first and foremost, hang in there. Mm-hmm. Whatever you're going through, um, that's difficult. Um, know that you're probably not alone and you're probably not the first person to ever go through it. And Mm -hmm. also know that it's not the end of the world. Yeah. And that your reaction to it doesn't have to be that of it's the end of the world. That was something I wish someone would have told me years ago, because whenever you treat something like it's the end of the world, your reaction to it is much greater than what it needs to be. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you bring it down and you say, whoa, 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 this really sucks. And this is painful and horrible and such a loss. Um, I can't handle it. I, I feel so defeated. Um, your reaction is going to be what you did to your kid, right? Which is you're so zoomed in, you're so overcome by this thing. And afterwards, mm-hmm. you're going to say, man, it's really not that big of a deal, right? Right. That's probably what you said. It's why not that big of a deal. But in the moment, it felt like it was the end of the world. Like you just right. couldn't take it. Mm-hmm. So you need to affirm the fact that, yes, this is a difficult thing you're going through. And also at the same time, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. And and zoom out enough on top of those two facts to know that it's actually 
creating potential to make you somebody that you've dreamt of being mm. if you let it. Yeah. And had you not gone through this or, or, or had this not happened to you, you would just be treading while you'd just be floating along, right? Mm. It, this wouldn't have touched that part of you. This wouldn't have affected you the way that um, it needs to to really change you. Yeah. So it's actually to your benefit. And I think when you reframe it that way, like I said when I first started talking about this, um, your response to it is, is really going to be about what you expect out of life. Mm. And my, yeah. my expectations out of life is that life doesn't owe me a thing. Mm. And so if bad things happen, okay. I sort of expected them to. Now, what, yeah. what can I do with that? Now, that can only go so far when you're in it. Like, you're exhausted, Tim. You have so many more responsibilities than I do um, in a family sense. And it's, it's challenging to really remember all of this. Just like with the drum topic and balance. It's, it's hard. When you're in that pressure cooker and you're asked to perform and, like, you got to remember this, it's mm-hmm. like, all right, that's just words. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? But if you, if you internalize all that stuff now... Uh, then when you get into the weeds, you, it's going to be gospel to you. Like you'll actually believe it and right. it'll be sort of your tendency. You can practice it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually exactly where I was going to go with it because, you know, I've noticed just this is, you know, it happens all the time. I get to this point. I feel defeated. How, you know, in the moment, it is so hard to talk yourself out of that feeling, you know? Yeah. So how do you do it? And I've been, you know, and, and picking this as a topic forced me to think about it from Hmm. an external perspective like how do I prepare myself so that when this happens and it undoubtedly will happen again yeah how how am I prepared for this to react in a way that is beneficial to the entire situation Mm -hmm. and I think you hit the nail on the head here like it's almost like you want to practice just uh, expectations <laughs> practice what life is supposed to be uh, practice um, like practice worship honestly um, mm-hmm. as Christianese as that sounds like you know we've talked about what worship is and like to, to start worship in my opinion in my experience you you know you're entering his courts with Thanksgiving that's mm-hmm. how you start. And once you start thanking God for things, then you start to praise him. You enter his gates, or you enter his gates with thanksgiving, enter his courts with praise. I always mix those two up. But regardless, praise doesn't happen until after you start thanking him for things. Because once you start thanking him for things, then you realize you are worthy Mm. to be praised for all of these things. And that thankfulness really changes your mindset in any circumstance. Absolutely. So if you're practicing thankfulness, and we've talked this about this before, point. this isn't anything new, but if you're practicing thankfulness, you are, you, you know, that is going to be second nature when you mm-hmm. hit this point of feeling defeated. You're like, you know, like I want to get to the point where that initial thought comes, man, I feel so defeated. How is this going to work? It, is this even worth it? Mm-hmm. And then I want my next thought to be, well, I've got this going on for me. And I've got like I've got a vacation coming up. I've got a an amazing family. Like I've got uh you know all of this 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 and the other thing going going for me. <laughs> like like that should be my next thought is 
well, man, I've got a really good life. And these things that I'm dwelling on right now that are making me feel this way, if you took them away, there'd be other things to replace them. Yeah. Like, like work. Yeah. It's important to me, but it's a job. Mm -hmm. Football. Yeah. I need to take my son to football practice. Uh, but this is a, this is a good thing. It's going to teach him. Mm -hmm. It's going to teach me. It's going to be fun for everybody. We just have to power through it. Mm -hmm. Um, and even if we removed it, like there's other sports, there's (laughs) like, it's not the end of the world. Like Mm -hmm. it's fine. Um, you know, temporary sickness, like, I'll get through it. Like, yeah. I'm going to feel better tomorrow, you know? Like, I could have just come come at each one of those things and just checked each one off the list all the way up to the cherry on top of things that were going wrong in life at that moment and come up with a reason why it wasn't a big deal. <laughs> like, if I really tried. Um, so I want to make it second nature to try, and I think that's just by practicing thankfulness. Um I was thinking about this too. Like, I think the people who are going to have the hardest time in life, just in general, are people with entitlement. Hmm. If you feel entitled to something that you don't deserve, that you don't own, that frankly you don't have enough experience for, like I see this a lot, uh, and I'm 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 probably not speaking to the entitlement in myself, but I do see friends, I see people in the workplace, not necessarily in my company, but people in the workplace as a whole that feel like they deserve a whole lot more than mm-hmm. they do. I, I, I hire people a lot and I interview a lot of people. And the amount of people that I interview who expect way more because they're inexperienced is mind blowing. Like mm-hmm. the people with less experience in most cases are asking for more money because mm-hmm. they think they deserve this amount. But then the people who actually have experience start doing the job and move from company to company and they realize, oh, I don't actually deserve this much money. This is, this is the going rate right now. So I can mm. tell right off the bat if someone's inexperienced just by how much they're asking for. <laughs> like, wow. And it's, it's mind blowing. So the people that are entitled and some of that just comes down to a lack of experience. I can't always blame the person for asking too much. Sometimes I can say, well, I can't offer you that. Here's what, here's what I've got. Um, is that okay? And if they say, okay, then it's like, okay, well, they're willing to, to, to learn, you know? Um, but, uh, a lot of them are like, no, no, this is what, this is what I, I, this is my minimum. I don't, I don't do that. I was like, well, you're going to have a hard time getting a job in this industry. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But it's, you know, just across the board, not even in the workplace, just, you know, if you feel entitled to something that you don't have enough experience to be entitled to, or you don't have, um, you know, uh, you're just expecting something, you don't own it, you don't, you don't deserve it. Um, you're going to be sorely disappointed. Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> right. It's, um, it's amazing that we're talking about this after I talked about Dallas Taylor, by the way. On yeah. the on the tail yeah, end of true, the drum true. thing, because I, I I didn't really know where you're going with this, but um, if you listen to this, go to Instagram and go to Dallas Taylor D A L L A S Taylor T A Y L O R. He's the vocalist for Melee and the Sons of Disaster, and read through some of how he's been defeated and mm-hmm. knocked down, and read about his reaction because we, we really got to get him on here and talk about this. It, yeah, it would should. be like a a great part two, part two defeated. This is part one. Yeah. This is the preface. He'll be the, the meat and potatoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be great. And, 
end conclusion and credits and everything else. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I, sometimes I actually, I actually go back and listen to, um, the first time we had, uh, Andrew Tkachik on. Oh, same. Um, because that episode for me is so, um, it, it just puts everything in perspective for me and the way that he talked about the accident and literally just that like life right now for him is he's just happy to be alive, you know? Um, and I've stayed in touch with him and he's, he's exactly the same person that you hear in that interview. Like he is just so happy with every opportunity. Uh, the ghost inside has been playing shows and he's just so excited that he gets to even do that again. Like yeah. it's not the same, but he's just so he's ecstatic and I, yeah. I love it. Like, <laughs> you know, know, after everything you went through, um, you know, it's, it's not incredible. about the leg. It's, it's about the fact that he's alive, you know, and, yep. and it was just that perspective is, is amazing. Um, and this seems to be just a recurring topic for us here on Holy Ghost Notes. Um, yeah. But as you can tell, I'm still learning all of this, so it yeah. doesn't hurt to talk about. But like, uh-uh. it really, it's all a matter of perspective. Attitude is a little thing that makes a big difference. You know, we can say the same things over and over and over again. Um, but until we practice that, get it ingrained in our heads, then, um, you know, we're going to keep <laughs> crashing and burning when we hit these situations. Yeah. We're figuring right. it out just as quickly as we're saying it. So, yeah. It's, yep. uh, or, or not as quickly, which not is why we keep saying like, it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wish I remembered everything we said in the, in the episode two or three for, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> we are at different places then, you know, you think about how, how far we've come in three years, what our mindsets are and what we've learned. I mean, I, actually that might be a good case in point. Like three years ago, I was pretty defeated. Hmm. And that's exactly what I'm saying. 83 episodes ago, hmm. yep. I was, I was, I was dying. <laughs> a lot of pain. Like I, I was, I was hurting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was on the inside. Physically, I was okay, but just internally, every part of me was just hurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, three years later, I'm talking, <laughs> I'm talking to my brother on the phone today, and he goes, "I was just talking to a friend. I won't mention his name, but he's like, I'm." Man, I'm just looking at Matt and Annie. And I'm thinking, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to unfollow them. They're just too. Things are just too good over there. You <laughs> know, it's like, it's like, <laughs> man, three years ago things were pretty different. Yeah. So that's um, true. hang a lot in can there. Change, you know, in a, if, in a short amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. If if things are really not going well and you just feel like you just keep getting hit, and knocked down, there's such good resources out there. Go to Heart Support. Yes. Um, come, yeah. come and talk to us. Find a local church. There's really no end of help in sight. Um, but if you're like me, you don't want to go there. You mm-hmm. just want to isolate and figure it out. And that's okay, too. That's what I had to do for a while. Until one day, I was driving in my truck with my pastor, Bryce, and we were talking about a friend who had passed away. And this guy was in his 50s. And... Um, we were talking about how they were cynical and um, just cynical, cynical and bitter. very bitter. Yeah. yeah, bitter is the word mm-hmm. about Christianity, about about God, about Christianity, about the church, and um, and everyone knew it. It was so easy to see. And 
they passed away with with that sort of legacy and i was like no way that is not yeah. going to be me i got to figure this out and i would challenge you to do the same um not not to not that you fall on one side or the other but that you don't sit in this place of screw it like i was in like i don't care anymore you know yeah. i needed to live there for a little while but eventually you got to you got to get on with life you just mm. You just, it's the better option. And you're going to find that there's answers to be found. And, yeah. Uh, that's, but a distinction here is, you know, you can, you can, that place sometimes is good for you. Um, that place of, of cynicism and, and I, I wouldn't say bitterness is <laughs> necessarily good for you, but, but, but cynicism, <laughs> you know, being, being unsure. Cynicism um, is what the different next, than bitterness. You know, yeah. Yeah. Being cynical and, and being unsure of what's next or, or what is, you know, what's the next step. But, uh, and I would encourage you to take the next step, but take it, don't, don't follow the same path. Like mm -mm. if you, if you went through something, it was probably for a reason and you learned from it, like actually learn from it, like yeah. move on, like don't. And then be critical of yeah, what's right. next. Like the yep. truth can take it. And that's what we did for, for years. Yeah. It's like we're gonna be Still critical of this. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> yeah. we're we're gonna keep talking about it over and over yeah. again because we don't like this thing. And then it's like, man, I kind of like this thing. This yeah. is I think this is actually true. Yep, that's right. <laughs> yeah, we've learned a lot, and we're gonna continue to learn. And that's what I love about these conversations is that it uh, it forces us to to talk about it, you know, to mm -hmm. get it out in the open and to recognize certain things about ourselves and. To also, in our case, because of this podcast, see growth, quite literally, mm -hmm. um, which is super cool. Absolutely. So one thing I wanted to do today, um, because it helped me this past time, was just um, to recenter myself. You know, and and this might apl not apply to all of you, um, but I, I like to go back to the Bible, mm -hmm. and and it's. It's not it doesn't necessarily mean going on you know going to your bookshelf or your bedside table and pulling out your physical Bible. Sometimes you could just do a Google search, <laughs> like mm -hmm. what I did, was like verses about victory. Like I want to be, I want to be reading. I want to be hearing, uh, victorious language. Like that's what I need right now mm -hmm. when I'm feeling defeated. Let's look to victory, right? Mm -hmm. um, so before we end off this episode, and I know we're coming up on time, but I just wanted to read a few uh, verses about victory, and I'm just going to skim through them. Uh, I didn't pick these out beforehand. Uh, I probably should have, <laughs> but you know us. We don't prepare anything. Um, <laughs> so we'll just go through a few of these, and I hope if you're going through this at this point, if you're feeling defeated, uh, I hope that this is an encouragement to you. And if you're not, either way, it doesn't hurt to hear, right? So mm -hmm. um, so there's a bunch in here that are pretty classic. Some of them are my favorites. Um, but uh, we've got Romans 8.37. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Which actually, side tangent, this verse uh, was the reason why... Uh, this was the, the basically the name that we named our band when I was in high school. Our, mm. our high school band was called Hyper Nicholas, which was basically just the Greek 
of More Than Conquerors, Hyper Nicholas, mm. like Ni- Nikolai or something mm-hmm. was uh, Conqueror and Hyper was like extra more than. Oh, that's cool. So Hi- Hyper Nicholas is what we named our <laughs> pop punk band in high school uh, <laughs> because of this verse. Yeah. Anyway, nothing to do with what I'm talking about right now, but just <laughs> saw it and thought about it. Um, we have the classic Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Uh, always love that one. Mm-hmm. Um, Romans 8, 1 through 2. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. I love that one. Mm. Um, let me see. There's the same one again. Um, Deuteronomy 24, 24. Chapter 20, verse 4. For the Lord your God is the one who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to give you victory. Psalm 108, 13. With God we will gain the victory and he will trample down our enemies. Colossians 2, 15. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing triumphing over them by the cross. 1 Peter 2, 9. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. I like that verse a lot. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, 1 Peter 5.8, be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy and devil prowls around, uh, prowls around like, a, like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Actually, this is the side of it that we didn't really get into. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess to close, I'll just say this. Um, and some of you might disagree with this, and that's okay. But plain and simple, we have an enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you look at the characteristics of the devil, it's to, you know, kill, steal, and destroy. It's to divide. It's to devour, as they say in this case. You know, and and when we remember that, like, we have an enemy who's actively working against us, mm-hmm. against our mind, against the things that go on in our lives. And, you know, especially like what I found is like there, there are like attacks and, and it consequently or maybe not consequently happens before something big happens before, you mm-hmm. know, when there's opportunity or there's something good happening, that's when these types of things happen. That's when, right. you know, you have the cherry on top syndrome and you start to feel defeated because there's something good happening. And quite frankly, the devil doesn't like that. The devil doesn't like you. The devil doesn't like the good things that you have going on in your life. The devil doesn't like your potential. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it would be um, foolish of us not to at least factor in. I wouldn't necessarily place all the blame, but I would factor in mm-hmm. that if we're going through a hard time, there could very well be an attack against us mm-hmm. yep. um, and a lot of these verses kind of speak to that I think this one in particular you know yep I agree first Peter 5 8 I mean it uh, the Bible's clear about the fact that our our battle is not against flesh and blood right but against powers and principalities mm-hmm. talking about things that we can't see the spiritual world yep and um, like you said, to your point, not all emphasis has to be put on it being spiritual in nature. But certainly as a Christian, um, the Bible makes it, it clear that there is 
there are forces to be reckoned with that we cannot see. Mm-hmm. And the power of prayer is um, something that is at our disposal, and, and we should be in, in constant communication with God. And, and he's our friend, right? He's our, our father. He's a mm-hmm. good, good father. I mean, he loves us. He cares about us. And at times, I think that these things um, happen because of the enemy and I, I think also at times it's it's a it's just a part of a broken world that we live in and at times um at all times I believe that it, it has the power to create in us something better yeah. than than who we are. For sure. So Yeah um, how much is it to rub it in their in the devil's face if you overcome that and call mm-hmm. it like and actually be thankful for that happening. Like, oh thanks mm-hmm. for that. That made me a better person. Like man, mm-hmm. what a what a, like, that's like so rubbing it in the face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Know? Absolutely. If, if you are going through something challenging and you're listening to this and, and you really feel like you don't have anywhere to turn, um, please reach out to us. Or like I said, please, please find, um, a support group locally. I know, um, uh, celebrate recovery is, is a really great organization that, uh, utilizes churches, at least in Pennsylvania. I'm not, not sure if it's outside of PA, but, um, but there are there are people that that are going through what you're going through, and, and and I say that because when I was I was going through something challenging, I, I found a support group, and I met people um, that I'm friends with today. One person in particular who went through something very similar to me. Um, not that the bad thing that happened wasn't was somebody else's fault. It's just something sad that happens, right? It's mm-hmm. just a part of life sometimes. And it's nice to be with someone else who's also experienced that, that thing. Right. And so my, my goal when you listening to this is that you're, you're willing to say, this is, this is sad and terrible. And where I am right now is, is where I am, but, um, it has potential to create in me something that a smooth and, um, an easy life or chapter of my life would, would never create. Right. So there's meaning to it. And, um, and also there's, there's, there's people around you who are happy to help and happy to support you and happy to affirm you. And, uh, just hang in there, hang in there and take it day, Mm -hmm. day by day. Because like you said, feeling defeated, I mean, it's feels larger than life and you're going on vacation tomorrow and and, in 48 hours, you might call me and say, Hey, this is great. Oh, this is amazing. Yep. You know, and I'll so. say, well, four days ago, look where you were, you know, it's <laughs> yeah, right. that, that quickly. So mm-hmm. that's right. thank you. Thank you for bringing this topic up and, um, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, we're going to wrap this up. If, if you're interested in signing up and supporting this podcast, um, we have a Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash Holy Ghost Notes. We have a mm-hmm. website, theholyghostnotes.com. You can listen to, um, to more episodes uh, or just check out our About Us and what, you know, what we've been up to the last three years. Uh, and you can also go to our Instagram or other socials, um, Holy Ghost Notes. Make sure to tag us. If, if you play drums and you want us to see your drumming, um, we'd love to see it and maybe repost. Hashtag Holy Ghost yeah. Notes. That's right. Yeah, and if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or I guess Spotify too at this point, make sure to drop us a review. Uh, I'm not going to tell you to 
give us a five star because honestly, just give us whatever you think we're worth. But that's uh, right. The reviews help, so we'd appreciate yeah. it. And yeah, if you're interested in supporting, like Matt said, check out Patreon.com/slash Holy Ghost Notes. And um, there's a bunch of different tiers with a bunch of different incentives. Um, but most importantly, you get to be a part of our community, which we call the Inner Circle. Um, and uh, they're just an amazing group of people. So you definitely mm-hmm. want to get in on that if you haven't already. So Yes, sir. Tim, get your work done and get some sleep. Yes, I will try. <laughs> and be on your way. Thank <laughs> yeah. you all for listening. This has been very good. Yes, it has. We'll be Thank you, guys. Seeing you soon. That's right. Peace. Peace.